Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 629 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we'll be chatting with comedian Rob Kemp all about his latest work. We'll have a bit of natter with Cheryl Hall, who's going to be giving us a few tips when it comes to getting back on the dance floor. As she's got a brilliant piece of work with Groupon, which is going to let you get your groove on. We'll be having a bit of a natter too with Gary Wales about his forthcoming film Rage. We'll be hearing from Birmingham Youth Theatre about their production of Disco Inferno, which is on stage at the Crescent in the latter part of July. Plus, on top of that, we'll also be hearing what's going on at the Gatehouse. That's all on the way on the show this week. Gary A. Wales has been busily working on Rage. It's currently in post-production, and he joins me now to tell me more about what's happening. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. Good to catch up with you. What's been going on then? Because you've been busy filming, which has been great to get back to. Yes, it has. It's been a long two years. Uh, I think the last time that I was on a film set was in Oklahoma, in America, uh, filming the deal. And uh, yeah, it's 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 been a long time, but I don't know. It felt good. It felt really good. But yeah, no, Rage is, Rage is now wrapped up. We're very proud of it. Um, it looks amazing so far. Um, I've seen some of the takes and stuff, and it, it does look really, really well. And with what you've done already, there's obviously yeah, the work to do in post-production, and sound is going to play a big part of this too, because it, it's going to need atmosphere to, in, in the audio side to, to match what's on screen uh, with the, the emotion that's there from the character. So tell us a, a bit of the background. Yeah, so uh, the background of Rage... Um, it's, it's, it's a short film based on domestic violence and drug abuse. Um, we... We started creating, me and myself and David Penman, uh, we started creating it uh, about three years ago. Um, and uh, we didn't really get a chance to do it because of COVID hitting. So it was, it was 2019 when we started it roughly. And then we were getting ready to start filming and stuff. And we just got shut down completely, which was horrible. But um, it gave us enough time to to be able to like build, build up more and work on it a little bit better. Um, but we got there eventually. Um, the cast and crew have been absolutely amazing. We did recast um, a lot of the people, um, but the the cast that we did uh, that we have now is it's it's incredible. Like, really is. Well, yeah, and and this is reflected in the amount of interest has been in, in this. So, g- give me a, a few names uh, just so we can uh, get an idea of the sort of caliber that we're talking here. Yeah. So, um, Lara Fullerton. Um, she plays my wife, Courtney. Um, and Rage. Um, my son, Bailey Penman, who's actually David's son, uh, he's actually 13. Um, funny enough that we all kind of look alike, which is quite scary, because uh, <laughs> obviously we had the family pictures and stuff like that. I'll, I'll need to share them with you. And um, yeah, it's it's quite scary um, how much alike we, we kind of look. Um, Bailey's actually pay, uh, playing um, the younger version of me and why me, which is great. So um he, he's such a fantastic little actor. Um, who else have we got? We've got Paul Lapsley. He's mm-hmm. a, he's known um, in Scotland for his uh, karate, his, well, all that kind of stuff. He does all stunt work and stuff for movies and whatnot. Um, there's just so many of us, you know, um, there's a lot to, to name. Um, Michaela Sweeney, um, Barry Smith's in it, 
Paul Lee's in it. Yeah, Rosie Steele, she's Rosie. from England. I was going to suggest Rosie Steele you hadn't mentioned there, and I, I know yeah. involved. And uh, yeah. so it's a, it's a, it's a big film, but with a big message as well, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So, so we we aim to raise awareness of uh, domestic violence uh, specifically. Um, I know that um, since COVID started, there has been a seventeen point five percent increase in domestic violence cases across the whole entire world. Um, obviously, due to the fact that we've been isolating and we've been stuck indoors, and it's been driving people nuts, which we can all relate to. Um, mm-hmm. It's been driving me nuts. Um, but yeah, no, there's just been a huge increase. And uh, I mean, it, it's just a perfect timing, especially one, once the entertainment industry opened back up again, um, it was just perfect timing for us to start rolling again, get it done and dusted and uh, get it released as soon as possible during obviously that we're still in the COVID pandemic situation, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we see this is available now to pre-order on DVD. Uh, Delivery is expected a little later on this year. But uh, it's like, right. but where can people go to to pre-order? Because this is part of an Indiegogo campaign, isn't it? Uh, it is, yes. Yeah. So um, you can go to Indiegogo, um, Indiegogo's campaign, which uh, they actually featured uh, Rage um, all of last week. Um, they they featured Rage on the front of the website. They they featured that on every single Indiegogo campaign at the bottom as well. Like they've they've shown a lot of love and support for the campaign, um, which is incredible because I've never been part of a project that's uh, like <laughs> never been featured on like a crowdfunding site before. And Indiegogo is such an established crowdfunding site. It really is. Um, so it was definitely a big deal. And then obviously they shouted shouted us out on social media there was an article released on indie google press site as well um which was great on the blog um and it basically gave a bit of a background of how rage was made and shared some behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that um but yeah no it's it's i can't wait no, I just say it, it is uh, an emotional film and one which has a, a serious message and helps to explore a terrible situation that too many people find themselves in. Right. And uh, you, you, through talking about domestic violence, this is how we can start to eradicate it from our community, isn't it? You know, you can be sitting in your house one day and then suddenly you're shouting happening from next door. You're wondering what's going on. And uh, suddenly emergency services pull up and, you know, like something radical has happened next door, which mm-hmm. you don't know what. What actually happened there but that's what we want to show we want to show what happens in that other house um which is quite scary um and, and we took three days to film it so um it took a lot out of us we i think our longest filming day was about 16 hours it was like we there was times when i never got home until like 3 30 in the morning it was just absolutely horrible um the third day um which was our last day um the next again morning, I actually woke up and I lost my voice. Oh dear. Due to um, all of the shouting and screaming that I had to do um, as part of the character um, in the police station. Um, so um, that's quite an intense scene. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how, once that's edited all together, how, how it's actually came out. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, I know you're obviously understandably immensely proud of all the work that you do. So we're looking for uh, you know, Rage, uh, the movie on Indiegogo. You can check out the details there and on the website as well. Uh, most importantly, we can find all the details through you and your socials. Give us all the details for that. Uh, so my social media, um, everything is Gary A. Wales. Um, you can find me on GaryWales.com, which is my website. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere uh, you'll find me. Um, 
But yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. <laughs> we'll check out all the details. Oh, Gary A. Wales, lovely to speak to you as ever, and we look forward to catching up soon. In particular, because you've got a new project we'll be talking about in the not too distant future as well. Aren't we? Definitely, can't wait. <laughs> Birmingham Youth Theatre have Disco Inferno on the 23rd, 24th, 25th of July. Beth and Molly are two of the stars of the show. Who join me now to tell me more. Hello to you both. Hello. So, uh, first of all, uh, Beth, tell us a bit about how you came to be part of Birmingham Youth Theatre. One of my good friends was part of the company and I came to watch the show a few years ago and I loved it, so I decided to join. And Molly, obviously, uh, the, the youth theatre itself is all about building confidence. Not everybody's expected to go and get a job in the theatre, but this is a blooming good grounding if you do decide to go that way, isn't it? Uh, yeah, totally. So, Disco Inferno itself, some great music, I'm going to guess. Who's going to tell me a bit about the show? Um, I'll do it. It's a 70s musical uh, full of 70s songs, great dances, and a bunch of characters that you'll meet along the way. And uh, telling a story, but with some fab disco music. And obviously, it's all quite old to you guys. Is this like parents and grandparents here? It's probably grandparents, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so have they been helping out, telling you how the moves work and things? Of course, 100%. <laughs> so you're getting the whole family involved. And this is great for yeah, families to come along and see it with the kids. And this is taking place at the Crescent Theatre, isn't it? Yes. What actually happens now then? People can get hold of tickets? Yeah. Yeah, they can call, they can go on the website. I think if you just search in the Crescent Birmingham, then it should come up. So you can get your tickets that way. And uh, what have you, have you got, each got a favourite song in the show? My favourite song is probably Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. <laughs> and, uh, and some good choreography going along with that one. Yes. Um, and my, my favourite is probably Kissing in the Back Row. Uh, that's the Drifters originally, I think, wasn't it? So lots of great songs from yesteryear. And uh, what are the outfits you all get to wear like? Are they sort of you know, garish colours and flares? Yes. <laughs> it must have been good putting all that together. Yeah, it's been, it's been very good. Yeah, we've, we've had all the costumes made, so we've got loads of flares, loads of, you know, hippie-type flower power stuff. This so is Caroline sneaking in who looks after press. Hello. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've had, uh, we've had great fun making costumes. We've got big wigs. We are, we're going to go completely authentic and, and well, you, you asked it about the um the tickets yep um oh so we're gonna the fly here, so the ticket hotline or you, can i give you the phone number jason give us the phone number yeah okay it's 07 375 080 558 or email contact at uk, or you can get it through the crescent theater which, which, which uh, was telling us about, just Google their website and you can get your details yes. there. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it is exciting. And, and Caroline, I mean, it's great for all the uh, the kids and the families involved. And I mean, the, the Birmingham Youth Theatre does such great work. I've been to see shows in the past and you can really see some of the students start to shine, can't you? Oh, it's brilliant how they develop. We've got youngsters that have done sort of 14, 16 shows with us. I mean, last year was just devastating for theatre, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So we're, we're so excited that we're one of the very few that have been able to get back and we've been able to rehearse on Zoom and in Cannon Hill. And the, the members have been just fantastic. They've all engaged, they've all supported each other, you know, on, well, over Zoom, haven't they? Because we weren't yeah. able to see each other for a long time. So 
no, it is, it's been really good. So we, we can't wait till next week. So this time next week will be our band call. So we will have our orchestra and we'll be able to practice all the songs to live music, which, yeah, again, very exciting. Girls, you looking forward to that? Yes, definitely. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Break a leg, have a fantastic time doing the show, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all there and really getting a chance to get back to theatre, because that's the, that's the fun bit, isn't it, getting back into the theatre? Yeah, totally. And thank you for your support, Jason. Uh, always good to hear what the team are doing and uh, yeah, find out what's happening with the Birmingham Youth Theatre and looking after kids from across the Midlands and uh, having some great time appearing on stage in big real theatres, which I think is what well, yeah, that, that it's all about. It's uh, uh, it's, it's great to, to, have, to have it as a professional production would be, so that's that's uh, all good work from everyone involved. Uh, what's your web address for the Birmingham Youth Theatre if anybody does want to get involved in the next production? Uh, email is contact at birminghamyouththeatre.co.uk. And of course, you can be found on Facebook as well, Instagram, and all the usual places, and you can see what's actually happening. For now, Beth, Molly, and Caroline, thank you for joining us. Yep, thank, thank you, you very much. Bye bye now. Bye. The Gatehouse in Stafford is preparing to reopen its doors with an interesting new look and a new marketing manager, too. Keith Harrison joins me now to tell me more about what's happening. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm very well, and nice to meet you. I hope we find you well. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. It's, a, it's just a fantastic time to be here. So uh, I've only just started in the last few days, um, but the uh, it's what a fantastic time to come in. I wanted to get here before we reopened our doors next Friday, and to see it at the moment is it's a bit of a building site still downstairs, um, but we're, as each day goes by, more and more builders are leaving the building, <laughs> and uh, more is being revealed. And we are seeing this incredible new facility taking shape, and it, it just looks amazing. Yeah, because I mean, many people from Wolverhampton head over to the Gatehouse in Stafford. Uh, you have many different shows to, to what we see at some of our local venues. So if somebody wants to see a particular performer, they will often head your way. And of course, you've been renowned for some fantastic pantos over the years too, which is uh, always, I, I mean, I like to go and see virtually every panto in the area. And I, I know Stafford is always a joy to behold. Uh, but uh, a busy time ahead. Uh, we've already had a chat with the uh, the team behind the fantastic music of Jim Steinman that's been brought to the stage. Uh, uh, with uh, that uh, going on a little later on this year. But there's, there's an awful lot happening down there. When should you kick back in on Friday? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're kicking off with a, a couple of uh, shows. We've got the auditions this weekend for the summer school. Uh, and then we're into Women in Chemistry. We've got the ELO story uh, on the Saturday night, uh, uh, following that later this month. However, I think the, the real drama gets into play as we move into the season um, we've got some big names. We've got Jason Manford. We've got Sarah Millican, David Bedell. But yeah, so we've got some. We've got a real broad spectrum of, of, of people lined up for our, our, our summer and autumn shows, and uh, some of them everybody with the, with the children involved as well. We've got horrible histories and things like that. Uh, we've got the Russian State Ballet coming in, which will be an amazing show. Two nights of the Russian State Ballet, which will be uh, incredible. Um, so we've, we've, what we've done over the past 12 months while we've been closed um, since March last year is really we've made a, a virtue out of necessity in as much that the, the work that's taken place downstairs in, in, in terms of the refurbishment and the redesign and the relayout of the, the entire sort of ground floor of the theatre, we wouldn't have been able to do that, I don't think, with, with people coming in for shows on a, on a daily and weekly basis. So we've been able to sort of take this time 
with help from the DCMSS, DCMS and the Arts Council uh, funding there to be able to reimagine and redesign the theatre. And I, I love the theatre. I've been coming here for uh, 30 odd years and it's always been a, a big place in my heart for it. So I liked it no matter what it's looked like. Uh, but I think it probably was a bit dated. I think it probably uh, did need a, a, a remodel and to, to a bit more uh, the modern feel to it. And what's happened downstairs now is just incredible. We've you know, the people are walking through the doors, local people, and their first instinct is to say, "Wow!" I know certainly when I walked through the door, my first instinct was to uh, barely recognise the place. And I think that's going to be the same for for a lot of people in Stafford when they come through the doors. There's a new layout. There's a new bar. There's a new um, cafe area. New huge new box office. So we've moved away from having this small little box office that we had. And I think people will just start to see it as a jewel in the crown. I've always loved the Grand Theatre in Wolverhampton, which is a fantastic theatre. I've had many great nights there. Um, but I think now the Gatehouse is, is sort of, you know, moving into that direction. And certainly the shows that we've got. Uh, and, you know, if we could rival our pals at the, the Grand and get people to, uh, to, to see us in that light, that would be, you know, amazing. I think the two theatres which are easy, easily able to complement each other and of course you have people travelling from Stoke as well and in Hanley they've got a, a wonderful theatre there that uh, yes. you know is uh, you know, so well loved by the community as our theatres are for exactly the right reasons they're places that we go to escape our world and be entertained and uh, yeah, whether it's something that's slightly hard hitting that causes us to think about things uh, or whether it's a, a music or comedy show which just lightens our hearts you know, there is an awful lot there and uh, the Gatehouse of course uh, has been part of uh, the wonderful outdoor Shakespeare series, which we've missed out on in two years in a row now. And I, I'm hoping that's all going to be back in 2022. Absolutely. And, and not just that, it's uh, it's going to be our 30th anniversary uh, production of the uh, of the Stafford Shakespeare up at the castle. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, so that's the big one. I always think it's, you know, because I'm an old romantic. So <laughs> that is the big one for me, Romeo and Juliet at the castle. And we can't wait to get that back because with the, the two really big, things on our on a calendar really are the panto so we've got snow white which i will i'll talk about in a minute and then the, the the shakespeare up at the castle and you know i think culturally these these are huge things on the calendar for the for the people of staffordshire and people come from all over the place when you see that the um the visitor books and the ticket sales for the, the stafford the shakespeare up at the castle they come from all over the country for it and i think you know that will continue to be the thing and i think post covid as well um, people like to get out and, and people are looking to sort of have a, a big night out and put things in the diary for the, for the next sort of six, 12 months ahead. And that's something to really look forward to. Absolutely. So, yeah, on to Panto then, because that is going to be the, what makes Christmas special for everybody this year. And uh, so, Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's no, oh, no, it isn't that one. It's just going to be awesome. <laughs> so uh, give us the details. Yeah, we've got uh, Snow White. Uh, it's going to be the biggest uh, Panto we've had in years. Now, I've worked in the media for 30 odd years and I know theatres can sometimes say this every year. It's our biggest sales. It's the biggest thing we've ever done. So um, there's a little bit of cynicism about that in, in the media. But trust me, I've seen the figures and there are first sale, first day sales of Snow White were for the theatre throughout anything it's ever done in the past. So this is going to be the biggest, uh, biggest sort of selling panto, I'm sure. Um, that we've had in years and years and years. We've, we've moved away from what we've done in the past few years slightly because we're going to have some, I can't say who,
but we're going to have some recognizable names and faces and people in it that, that, that have been in some massive shows. I mean, some of the biggest shows on, t- on TV. I mean, you've uh, had Corrie stars, so you've got to try and beat that now. I tell yes, you. yes, yeah. But uh, Ian was fantastic yeah. last time around. But we've got we've got uh, one or two people here who've been in, you know, films, a very big TV show that then had a very big film. I can say no more. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll wait for the press releases well, on that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll we're looking forward to uh, to putting that out, and it, it's just going to be amazing. And the beauty of it is. Panto for me is is the lifeblood of, of every theatre in, in the country up and down the land, provincial theatres, to, to sort of get people in for that panto season at the end of the year is the, the highlight for, for any theatre. But for us to have such a huge production this year for it and to see the ticket sales already going through the roof, mm-hmm. people, um, some productions sort of 80% sold out already, <clears throat> if you look on our, on our website. So, the, you know, get your tickets in, get down to Stafford quickly, because I think it's going to be, you know, the biggest and best panto we've had for years. Well, that's going to be something to look forward to. The whole schedule is available on your website. How do we find out more? Well, two things. We have our, our new brochure programme. Uh, this isn't going to work on radio, but I'm holding that up. <laughs> and uh, if people want to pop into the Gatehouse from next Friday when we're, we're reopening. So next Friday is our big reopening day. Uh, we're going to have a, a bit of a ribbon cer- cutting ceremony and people will be able to come in and have a coffee, have a pastry, see the, the new look uh, theatre. And one of the big things downstairs is that we're, we're going to digital screens. So in the past, you'd get a lot of flyers and a lot of brochures and a lot of things like that. But we're trying to be more sustainable. We're trying to be uh, a bit more uh, ecologically responsible in what we're doing. Um, so yes, while we do have the brochures, there's still got the brochures for people to come in and see. Um, a lot of stuff is online. A lot of stuff when people come in will now be on digital screens, which in all honesty, give it a real life as well. And they give people, if they come through the doors and have a grab a coffee, they'll get a real taste of what these shows are like because we're able to show moving images of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, we're on snafordgatehousetheatre.co.uk is our website. Everything is available there and you book tickets for all the shows on there. Uh, the box office will be reopening 01785 619 080. And if the, ideally, if you're in Stafford, if you're just popping by, pop in and see us, come in and, come in and, and grab a coffee, see what the, the look of the new theatre. And I think people will be amazed um, by, by what we've done with the building. I say we, what the people have done with the building over the past uh, 12 months, because awful lot of hard work's gone into it, some fantastic design. And it looks like um, something which is now worthy of being the jewel in the crown of Stafford, which I've always thought the Gatehouse is. Well, it's going to be great to be able to get back to theatres. Stafford Gatehouse is one of the ones I absolutely love in our region. And uh, well worth getting along there to see some of the brilliant shows. And I say, I want to be down there for Panto Launch Day. We'll talk about that uh, close to the time. But for now, Keith Harrison, Marketing Manager at the Gatehouse in Stafford, thank you for joining us. Thanks ever so much. Due to the amount of time since many people were last on the dance floor, everyone's feeling pretty rusty when it comes down to it. Somebody who knows how to get them back into shape when it comes to the dance routines is Cheryl Hull, who joins me now. Hello. Hello, my darling. How are you doing? I'm good. Good to see you. And uh, I trust all is well in your world. All is well. All is fabulous. 
all is safe more than anything. And that's all that we can ask for in these day and ages. Absolutely. Now, you're dressed very much like Luke today rather than Cheryl. However, uh, when you are completely glammed up to the nines, uh, you're going to have your high heels on. But I know there's a lot of women and men out there who are a little bit concerned about getting back onto the stilettos. Oh, for sure. Now, a recent survey and statistics shows that 78% of Brits are not prepared and ready for a night out. And I think it's all about a state of mind. It's all about a shift in how you are thinking and feeling. So I just think it's all about just going, I'm confident, I'm fierce, I'm fabulous, and I'm gonna own this dance floor. Absolutely. And when it comes to those moves, I mean, is there anything new that sort of happened during lockdown that's that's been like on the likes of TikTok, which are then gonna make their way onto the dance floor once everything reopens? around the 19th of July. Well, I, for one, will not be partaking in any TikTok dances on the dance floor. We're leaving that on the app and we're going to leave some real dance moves on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, aside of the death drop, what what have you got lined up to wow people with? I'm all about hands and armography because when you're in a nightclub, you're not going to be kicking and throwing your legs around, especially when you're sardines in a can. So it's all about just working your hands and working your face and just being a fierce as diva. Because <laughs> it is a time to slay. And uh, this is uh, your chance to shine. And if people are looking for maybe a few tips, this is where you can come in and help out. Oh, for sure. Now, I'm running a masterclass with all my tips and tricks because us drag queens, we have got a tool belt full of tips and tricks that are just ready for any diva to apply to their night out rituals. Now, Groupon have put together this Get Your Glad Drag On masterclass where I'm gonna be teaching people how to do a fizz makeup look because two thirds of women are not ready to put on their faces for the nights out. And it's all it's all a bit of fine details, but other than that, we're gonna do some makeup. We're gonna do some dance classes. We're gonna t- do a heels masterclass on how to walk in heels because it's been a while and we're trading slippers for stilettos. <laughs> and then finally, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about flirting because for the singletons out there, we're trading Tinder for the real yeah, this life. Yeah, I mean, he's back to a, a real world. And uh, you, you know, say everything will need to continue to think about what we're doing, make sure we safe, make sure we're lateral flow testing to ensure we're not contagious with COVID before we head out. All of those things are there to help protect okay. everybody. Uh, but then when it comes down to it, uh, you, you've got to impress. And uh, have you got a, a special outfit lined up for your next chance to be out there on the dance floor? Oh, if only you could see the looks that I've got planned, my darling. I am ready to stunt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is going to be uh, an amazing thing to see people back out enjoying themselves. The nightclubs across the UK are, I think, ready for it, aren't they? I know in Wolverhampton, uh, they're pretty much raring to get back and uh, it'll be keen to get everybody out there as safe as is possible. But uh, if they want to bust their moves, Groupon have got this uh, special masterclass that you're offering. How do we find out more and how do they get tips from basically uh, the, the, the best move maker in the market? I wouldn't say I'm the best, maybe maybe the third best. But no, <laughs> if you want to find out how to get down to the masterclass and all things Groupon, you can go to groupon.co.uk forward slash deals forward slash glad drag. Uh, so are you expecting not only uh, the ladies to be learning the stiletto moves, but also uh, a few of the fellows who are maybe thinking of dragging up when they go out? 
I mean, gender is a construct and we're going to tear it apart. So anybody can throw on a pair of heels. Well, if people want to get a taste of what else you've got going on, where can we find you on the socials? I'm very universal with my socials at Cheryl Hole Queen on everything. Oh, Cheryl Hole, thank you for joining us. Thank you, my darling. There is always plenty going on in the world of gazebo. A pandemic didn't even stop them working. To tell us more, I'm joined now by their artistic director and CEO, Pamela Cole Hudson. Good afternoon. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Busy. And well, yeah. I mean, last time we spoke, it was just before Christmas, and there was all sorts going on across the city. And uh, as with Wolverhampton as a base, you can't go wrong because we are full of creatives. And uh, this is just proven by the brilliant work you guys keep doing. Oh, thank you so much. What is happening at the moment? Because I know you've recently had a run of things with the arena, but there's plenty more planned where that came from. There is. So, yes, we've just finished streaming our play Wanted when the pandemic broke out last March. We were in the middle of our tour, uh, so that got postponed. And then we um, so we've been streaming it from the arena, which has been hugely successful. And the great thing about that, we have people tuning in from all over the world, including Australia, Hong Kong, uh, the Silly Isles, Seattle. <laughs> So it's meant lots of people have been able to see it that probably wouldn't have been able to. You're now a global theatre company. We actually are. How exciting is that? I'll I'll use that. That's (laughs) Um, worth it. So, yeah, so that's just been happening. Um, And what's very exciting is we're actually going to publish the play as well. Mm -hmm. So that can be a resource for students, um, for uh, drama schools as well because uh, there's so many great female roles in there. And of course it's written by three women. So uh, that's really exciting. Um, In other news, so we have just now become an OCN West Midlands registered centre. Go on and give give me what the OCN, what's that mean? uh, Open College Network. Thank you. Thank you. So we can now uh, do proper qualifications. Mm. So uh, that's really exciting. We have 11 kickstart jobs we are advertising at the moment. Yeah, no, I noticed this. You seem to be taking on an awful lot of people, which is brilliant news. And it's aimed at the younger part of our communities as well, because these are roles which, yes, they are jobs, but they're going to give some fantastic experience and continued learning. Absolutely. So these are for 16 to 24 year olds who are claiming universal credit. And this is part of us making sure that our young people get the opportunities they deserve after the awful past year and a half that we've had. So we have jobs including actors and dancers and film production assistant, administrators, um, people to work with young people. It's really exciting opportunity. And these are six months paid jobs. Plus they get training, plus they get to do qualifications through our new OCN um, status. Uh, so that's really exciting. We also have a project called Stand Out as well. I've got a leaflet here actually for it. Uh, get ready to play your part. So we are the partner, Wolverhampton partner, um, with West Midlands Combined Authority for lottery funded projects, which is all about making sure our young people get the opportunity to take part in the Commonwealth Games mm-hmm. in terms of volunteering and jobs and training. It's such an exciting global thing <laughs> will be happening. Um, it's in Birmingham. There's an event in West Park, Wolverhampton. Yep. It, well. it is coming to our city, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. It is. So we want to make sure our young people get a look in. They've promised that this will be the most diverse games ever. So part of our job is to make sure that that happens. Um, 
The window for volunteering is open at the moment, but it won't stay open for that long. So our first job is getting the word out and getting as many people signed up to volunteer as we can. And then following that, we will help people uh, apply for jobs and apply for the training that will be on offer uh, throughout next year. So that's a really exciting project as well. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely huge. And again, it's about getting yeah, training and education to the people who, who need it. And you decided with, the, with these 16 to 24 year old roles, they might be a bit stuck in a rut. They might not know what they're going to do next. Uh, they may not even have thought of using the skills they already have and develop them into something new with the opportunities that are here. So, yeah, it, it is about reaching those people. And if, if you know, somebody knows someone who fits into that group or somebody listening at the moment uh, is somebody who would benefit from any of these plans and wants to be part of the, of the arts because uh, we know how important the arts are. That is the thing that's kept us as sane as we can be over the last 18 months. They need to get in touch with Gazebo, don't they? 100%. And the standout project is 18 to 30-year-olds. So, you know, all across the whole of Wolverhampton, it's, it's a big reach. The other thing that we have in the summer is a whole summer of activities. We know that our young people and our families have missed out on so much over the last year. Um, this summer, five weeks, free activities for young people and families that live in Bilston or attend a Bilston school. There are activities going across the city, but they'll be through other Head Start providers. For ourselves, we're working in Bilston. Um, we've got circus skills, make a music video, um, nature as well. We're looking at nature and how we grow things um, all outside. So we're making use of our spaces, Hickman Park, um, Bradley Centre, out here at God's Acre, outside the Gazebo Hub. So this will be COVID safe activities um, and lots of fun and completely free. So people do need to register beforehand because we want to make sure the groups are, you know, a safe size. Mm -hmm. um, so like with everything else, we can be contacted on info at gazebotheatre.com or by calling 01902 296199. Um, and of course, our social media is really busy. So we make sure we're putting everything out all the time for people to follow what, what's going on as well. Yeah, there is absolutely loads going on. I say, and a great group of people to work with. I know the events that I've touched on when we've, we've, we've been there. It's always a joy to speak to you and any of the team. And just so many years of, of experience that everyone's so willing to share. And I think that's what we miss out in a lot of cases, isn't it? Sometimes you get people, oh, I can do that. I'm not going to let on how it's done. Or uh, that's not the case of the gazebo. This is all about making sure that uh, these skills are passed on generation to generation and within peer groups as well, to make sure you're getting the absolute best out of everything that you do. 100%. And we've got people that work as part of our uh, full-time team now who were part of groups we ran when they were children. Um, you know, we, we, we're a kind of company that we hope is around for people at all stages of their lives. You know, we've been going for 42 years. We've kept going through this pandemic you know, and this is the start of the next chapter for us as well of even more exciting things, we hope. So, you know, we, we plan to be here for many years to come and, and to keep giving people those opportunities. Give us all those contact details again and the socials. The email address is info at gazebotheatre.com. You can also call us on 01902 296 199. And um, in terms of our socials, we are on Twitter at Gazebo Theatre. We're on Facebook at Gazebo Theatre and on Instagram 
at Gazebo Theatre UK. We will be setting up some TikTok things soon, <laughs> but we're going to wait till our young new social media assistants come on board through the Kickstart scheme. Yeah. We know they'll be the ones to help us with that. Well, plus it means that it's got their stamp on it to start off with and not picking up something and not sure where to tread their feet. They know they're creating from the outset. And that is, again, the ethos of Gazebo. It's creating and giving someone the chance to show off what they can do, but also learn how to do it as they go along, because there's always support yeah. as, as part of the plan. Well, when can we next see a thing somewhere publicly with you guys that uh, is, is a bit of an event, do we think? Well, obviously, through the summer, we have all of our activities. Mm -hmm. In terms of our next performance, hot off the press, because yeah. nobody else knows this yet. Ooh. On the 12th of October, Wanted, the film will be streamed and on the cinema screen at the Core Theatre in Solihull. So that's really exciting that people will be able to watch it on the big screen, um, as well as on their smaller TVs. Um, that's hot off the press. That's our next kind of event event. Um, but I am sure as we get to the autumn and things get a little bit safer, we will have more news to announce as well in terms of performances. Well, it's going to be awesome. Please tell me we can talk next time we've got some news, which I'm sure won't be too far away knowing you guys. And uh, we will catch up then. OK, brilliant. Thank you so much. Pamela Cole Hudson, Artistic Director and CEO of The Gazebo. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Rob Kemp, comedian, not having had an audience for the last, what, 12, 18 months has probably not been good for him because comedians need audiences. Uh, they also need conditioner as well, I think, but that's another story. He joins me now to tell me more about what's going on in his world as he looks like a Weller commercial. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. As you can <laughs> see, I've just stepped out of my bed. <laughs> comedians keep funny hours at the best of times, let alone when uh, you're, you're, you're not gigging as much as normal, but you, you're back to the gigging, you're appearing out there in real life and uh, once again wowing audiences. What exactly are you up to, sir? Oh, well, I've got, uh, I've got uh, some new stand-up, uh, unsurprisingly. <laughs> I mean, weirdly, loads of people... No, I mean, loads of people have... Uh, it's weird because everyone's been doing the same thing, which you'd think would make it a shared experience, but it also yeah. makes it a very tiresome lived experience that nobody wants to be thinking about or hearing about. So, <laughs> so it's a weird sort of, like, oh, hey, guys, we all understand each other once again, and yet we can't really talk about it. Maybe we can. I don't know. So I've got some stand-up about that. Um, I've got a character that I've been working on uh, that is a... Uh, uh, a, essentially uh, a head teacher that's had a bit of a nervous breakdown. You've um, reached the age where you now look like a head teacher. That's that's a good start. <laughs> I've got I've got the I've got the worry lines and the crow's feet. <laughs> and um, I'm getting some grey as well. Uh, he uh, he he's basically tells the kids how it is in the real world and just sort of uh, gives them some home truths about how hard life can be, rather than going go get them. He's saying you're probably going to have a horrible time uh, which is lovely this <laughs> is lovely um so there's that um i am possibly possibly i'm talking to a venue at the moment about going back up to edinburgh this year for maybe a week to do the elvis show again yeah so that'll be a, a good late night thing for a bit of fun and it always proves popular yeah i'll need a haircut for that though um <laughs> and i'm also doing my my new show 
which is uh, which is a, uh, a confessional personal storytelling show about uh, well it's about transvestism mm-hmm. it's about uh, it's about sometimes wanting to be a pretty lady and how that's not weird or rather just wanting to be pretty it doesn't have to be a pretty lady sometimes it's sometimes just wanting to be pretty and that that is okay and that there are other people that do that and there's nothing to be ashamed about and I hope hopefully have made that funny but funny without uh, being offensive which is the which is an interesting line to try and follow isn't it well i mean so so i think if you're uh, advertising yourself as uh an edgy comedian someone who's if that's your if that's your line people don't people don't go to see frankie boyle to to agree with him on everything and to not go, <gasps> you know, they, they, they want him to say the, the unsayable, not the unsayable, but to say shocking things. They want to hear that. So mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, again, though, as much as he appears to be saying terrible, terrible things, you can see from his Twitter and from his, from, 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 from generally his interviews, he's actually a pretty groovy guy. He's, he's a really he's like, nice bloke, actually, when he comes down to it. And he's, what he's doing, he's challenging, not ascending. Exactly. He's not, he's not, he's not actually, he doesn't hold, he's not encouraging any kind of bigotry. He's, he's just challenging ideas. Yeah. So I often call it out bigotry by saying something, which actually, if you know, it's a joke, you laugh along with, if you're a bigot, you, you suddenly cause everyone to realize you're a bigot. Well, exactly. It's, it's, it's that, it's the Al Murray thing, isn't it? It's, uh, it's the whole, uh, he unfortunately is treading a line where not all of his fans are his fans for the right reasons. So mm-hmm. they, you know, but yeah. So, so again, treading the line is eminently possible. Uh, the, the, I mean, the headmaster thing is it gets. I've got some bleak bits in that, and I'm intentionally being quite horrible and bleak, um, which I think stands in contrast to me as a person. Uh, I mean, it's not for me to say. <laughs> you always seem to have a relatively disposition. I've never known you not be uh, uh, in, in a good place, uh, whether that's a front or otherwise. Is is you know one of those things, isn't it? But you certainly you, know, you always come across as somebody who yeah, it, it's, affable is is a good way of putting it. I mean, rascalian sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, crying inside, Jason, all the time, crying inside. So, I Oh. Sorry, I was just going to say, I did some theatre, I did some uh, legitimate acting recently as well, which is that's, quite nice. That, that's unusual. Comedians seem to be getting into that. Well, I, I, you, I wouldn't class Doctor Who as legitimate acting sometimes, but there seems to be a lot of it about <sighs> at the minute. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I mean, the thing is, as much as... I know there are acts that, that uh, are honestly, truthfully freestyling their whole stuff, very few acts do that. And even though there's some freedom within their material, it nearly always is... Essentially, painting from a palette. That's a Eddie Izzard thing. He's not about like she's not about having a palette of of ideas mm-hmm. and then to just go from that. Most people don't do that. Most people have like a, almost a script, and uh, and so when you come down to it, once you've learnt your monologue, getting the right sort of peaks and troughs of energy and and making sure that you 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 give. It, you you evoke the right things at the right time. It is acting essentially. It's mm-hmm. just your the the end goal isn't necessarily like the the whole idea of uh, saying something to an audience and not wanting to get a laugh immediately. That's weird. 
I think the audience love it. But uh, when, when it comes to each of these different shows, though, I mean, it's going to be uh, an interesting approach. I mean, to go from, uh, you know, the Elvis dead to, uh, to talking about wanting to be pretty. I mean, that, I was wondering, I suppose Elvis had his pretty moments. Oh, it's a very handsome man. Very, very <laughs> handsome man. I mean, very handsome man. Um, uh, I guess, I mean, but then the thing is, right, if if the show was, if the, the horror show was uh, The Thing, for instance, you know, and I was doing my Kurt Russell and mm-hmm. I got like long hair and I got a beard, that would be difficult to that would be more difficult to do the other show. But the fact is, if I've got shorter hair anyway and I've got no beard on, and uh, by the way, this I appreciate this is a very narrow view of, but it is what I'm trying to present. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, is it difficult? I think it's gonna. I'm going to need a bigger suitcase. That's, yeah, that's about all it means. It means I'm going to need a bigger suitcase, and I'm going to spend a lot more time getting ready for shows. But both shows requiring a an element of getting ready. I've got a, I mean, before uh, doing that show uh, and doing anything in Edinburgh, I've got the, 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 uh, the dressing show uh, in Leicester. Mm-hmm. If anybody would like to see uh, my attempt at pretty and also uh, my, uh, my attempt to have learned an hour monologue. Because my, my shows so far have been quite, uh, technologically based i've had like uh backing videos and uh mm-hmm. powerpoints and you know it's all been very quite skitty or musical or whatever so the, the very fact that this is a a monologue um with not a lot of gimmicky and i say that with love you know i don't mean gimmicks are bad i just mean like it's, it is very much a person talking to more people mm. um so, so yeah, if you want to come and see how that's coming along on the 27th of July, uh, I'll, I'll be doing that at the Firebug in Leicester on a double bill with Harriet Kemsley. So, so yeah, so that's, so it's, 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 it, it's on its way. It's sort of, I'm working on it. It's too long at the minute. So I've got to edit some stuff out. But yeah, but the, yeah, that audience will be part of that process though. And you, when you, I think that's important. It's, it's great always going to see a comedian when they're developing work and you know they're developing work to see how, it it sort of it gestates into something bigger and even better than the great starting point you've got it to to be prepared to put it in front of an audience. Well, I mean, you'd hope so. You'd <laughs> hope so. Because I mean, it, it, is, it is a symbiotic relationship. You can't, like, yeah. very few people, I mean, I'm not saying never, but like very few people take the finished product out and go, hey, guys, here, great, isn't it? You know, frequently, because you've got to, you've got to allow for the, the sort of nuance of every individual crowd. And there's always going to be people in there who the, who just don't get it. And that's okay, because you've got to either tease that out or you've got to choose a line of specific niche interest or you've got to sort of open it up and be more broad. So when you're on stage with this monologue, is it you or is it a character? How do you sort of balance that out? Well, this is different to anything I've ever done because it's very personal. Like, I, I have always... Okay. Yeah, I, I have previously... Everything is, is always tangentially related to me in my life. Because, of course, it is. You write what you know, right? Yeah. Um, but I've never... i never quite as directly spoken about personal experience and 
and my life so directly. Um, so, no, it's me. It's definitely me. Because I mean, I, I've I've seen you on on your Facebook page and so talking about you and the different sides of you that we see and the different appearances that you have when you want to do that. And that isn't something I ever considered to be anything other than just Rob. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, well, you see that, you see now, right, right. This shows that it's more of a, uh, it shows that it's more of a internal personal issue that I need to get around. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, it's not the same as, but you know, imagining like a, a claustrophobia or a fear of heights or a, whatever, you know, you know, that the, that you're safe on on that balcony, but on the quiet internally, you can't get your head through the logic of it. So I know that my friends and family aren't going to immediately reject me and turn me into some kind of pariah. I know that because I am worth like not worth more, but you know uh, their their opinion of me is not based. Uh, essentially, I I don't hang around with bigots. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. I mean, that's that's the way we always lead our life, unless there's a club for them, in which case they can go off and be merrily whoever they are, and we can avoid them. Yeah, of course. Um, so, so I do know that, but there is that uh, dissonance of the thought process where, as much as you might know something, you can't. You're still. I, it was. I'm not going to lie. It was fear. It was. Mm -hmm. I don't like I can't just I, I can't say that okay, essentially I was wandering around in my life without anyone knowing this and I was getting along just fine mm -hmm. and then of course you go well actually I'm not living my life entirely how I want to and then you go yeah but I'm going to upset the apple cart here I'm going to I'm gonna be. I'm gonna change people's perceptions of me, for better or for worse, and that's gonna have its impact on my life, probably. I guess. And as it turns out, almost universally, it has had zero effect. The people that care about me, knowing that sometimes I like a frock, hasn't made any impact at all. I, I, there's, there was. There was one person who didn't react well to it, uh, a friend, and we're not we're not close anymore. Um, I I would still greet him, I mm -hmm. would still be friends, but it's like I don't need that sort of energy. And energy, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't need that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to apologise for that. Uh, I don't need that energy in my life. Um, you know, obviously the people the people who were super close to me, there was maybe either they were super groovy or they were possibly a little concerned, but more for my safety in regards to how other people would perceive it. Essentially, they were having the same fear that I had talked about, but they were having it like super condensed. And like suddenly I've, I've had many years to think this over and to sort of get my head around where, what I want to do or how I feel about it. And, and, and uh, they haven't, they've suddenly had this, I don't know if they had any idea like there's me thinking, oh god, oh god, they know, and they're like, actually no, I've, I've, if they didn't know, then I've literally just dumped this whole new facet of myself onto them, and they, mm -hmm. they've got to deal with it. 
sort of thing. Yeah, or, or, or just not deal <laughs> with <laughs> it. I mean, it's, it, I mean I, I'm, I'm not in any way doing anything down, but whatever outfit anybody wants to wear, that is up to them. I've got some pretty garish trainers, and, and I, I, I'm not, I don't care who judges me for that. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Jason, uh, and I know what you mean, but... Still offensive when I say it. No, what what I mean is that essentially there are some streets in this world mm -hmm. that I could walk around walk down wearing something non traditional for my birth gender. Yes. Uh that would get me beaten up. And that, that is a concern, isn't it? And, and, that, and the I, fact that that exists is a worry. Yeah, and I don't think, and I'm not trying to belittle the example you gave. But no, I was joking slightly. Of I'm course, of course. Uh, we, 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 you, uh, you, you probably weren't anticipating a, uh, a, a conversation about identity at, the, at this time of the morning. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, as much as... As much as I know, I know I, th this is the, the the conversation that that I've had to have with myself quite a lot. It's just clothes. What does it matter? Um, but and I and what is lovely to see is that this is possibly an issue that is dying in terms of an attitude because the youth, the youth of today. <laughs> they're all pretty groovy, aren't they? They, they? You know what I mean? Like, no one knows what anyone is, and it's amazing. It's, it's a sign. I'm getting old. I can't tell the gender of most kids that I see in the street. That's also not true. Right. But you know, but it, 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 it is like that, isn't it? You, you, it do, and and the best is it doesn't matter. That's the thing. Um, yeah. As long as it everybody definitely shouldn't. Yeah, as long as everyone who wants to get with whomever gets with whomever, and everyone's consensual, and you get to wear whatever outfit you want at the same time, really isn't a thing. And you know. Yeah, it's uh, but from from the the conversation point of view that you're going to have as part of this show, actually, it's quite refreshing though to see somebody who's going to stand up there and and just talk about it, and it is just going to be normal because it is just normal for you. Yeah, I I, I, I was very aware of like I'm very aware of the fact. I mean, the, trying to figure out the marketing for this show is not a nightmare, but it's a it's a tightrope because I don't want I don't want. The po I want the poster to be striking, but I don't want it to evoke drag show because it's not a drag show, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't want it to be. It's it's a it's a conversation with a human. It's not a conversation. It is a diatribe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I normalizing is my intention and my goal because essentially what 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 provoked my wanting to talk about it other than the fact that it's been buzzing around for a long time um is the fact that my friend has got a son who's started to show some interest in some traditionally feminine things and then i just for a moment there thought hang on a minute i know what that feels like and I don't want him to feel the same. And obviously, I now know that everyone, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but but 
um, it wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't okay to sit back and let him potentially go through the same thing as I had, which I needn't have if I'd have just been a bit braver. And I, I accept. I accept that. I, I thing is, I think that I'm talking about this for me at the mm. right time. You know, and I'm and not... and you might be talking about it for somebody else at the right time too, but I mean we still have the concerns around the sort of press. I mean you mentioned Eddie Izzard earlier on, and their press can sometimes not always be painting a, a, just an acceptance. It's sometimes it, it's it, it's very often highlighted as as a you know a, a thing rather than just being something and nothing at the same time. Of course, I mean I mean his. Pr- pr- Previously, before before she came out as transgender, uh, I mean the fact that the fact that she's got to uh, tell you, the fact that anyone has to tell you, you know what I mean? Like, so what? You're encountering a being of thoughts and ideas and feelings, and this is you, you set them, accept them on their terms, regardless of what that is, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's 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 a whole other conversation. <laughs> Book me in, Jason. We'll talk about that next time. Okay. Um, uh, the, the the thing is, when prior to that outing, um, uh, Eddie always s- said that that she was an action transvestite, and 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 there was a sort of a celebration of it. Um, but also, it it was it was it was ju- for me. Seeing it, it was joyous because it was someone truly being themselves and not caring what anybody else thought. Um, but as you say, it was made a feature of. It was, it, you know, if if you, it was a very short list transvestite comedian. You know, mm-hmm. like if you said if you said that in a you know um, you know the, the 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 transvestite comedian, you know that one. Um, it would be oh, it is odd. Yeah, and of course. You know, there there are others, but I mean, that's the one that people would be groping for. Um, it wouldn't be because because is such a massive, massive name. This is off the point. Um, yeah, I accept that. I, I don't want to. It's not criti- I'm not being critical here. I'm just saying that it was a it was a feature rather than not noteworthy and i think that said that says more about us the you know society and our society and all that than it does about what eddie was doing at the time or mm-hmm. or whatever and that's cool that, that's all right that's that, that you know i'm not it, it's okay so i mean part of me wishes that i've been born 20 years later now because then it was like, oh yeah, hey, everything's cool. Let's just do this. <laughs> um, but then there's loads of things that I've enjoyed on the way. So yeah, it's life is always an interesting balance of things, and I think again, just reflecting on that and talking about it, that can really make uh, yeah, some good points and, and and get everyone smiling along at, at at the journey that that you've had to where you are and to do what you're doing and there's still an amount of bravery in that from the, exactly the reasons that we've talked about and the fact that you couldn't walk down every street in the UK being who you you know are and not, I don't just say wish to be just who you are on that day um and uh, that 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 is a concern and 
the more the conversation is had, the fewer uh, of the idiots out there get to have a voice, which is the good thing. Let's let's, let's yeah, stifle their conversation by pointing out everyone else going, yeah, this is just cool. It is, it is. We accept it. And again, accept's the wrong word. It's just, it should be understand and just work along with, shouldn't it? I would give you an elbow bump or a fist bump or a high five right now if I could, Jason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the way it is. Right, okay, let's get on to the uh, plugging this stuff properly then. So uh, websites and uh, and the like, please, sir. Uh, okay, well, I'm I'm not I. Okay, right. So I've uh, the, uh, the it's kind of a show of a show situation at the moment because obviously everything's just slowly opening back. Is something going on? Has there been a thing? Oh yeah, there has, hasn't that that thing? There yeah. has been a thing. Yeah. So so it's more of a show by show situation. The the I've got the as I say I've got that one in Leicester coming up at the end of this month. Uh, that's at the Firebug on the twenty seventh of July, and that is the uh, that that is a double bill with Harriet Kemsley, who is excellent. So come 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 marvel at my honesty and watch me get emotional, and then. And then, or and then be amused by her first. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I do have, I've got some new material stuff in because that was the priority for me, uh, building up to this. But uh, where I've got, I've got some kids comedy coming up in yeah. uh, kids comedy at the assembly in Coventry, the Piccolo tent. I'm glad to see that you're finding out about this for the first time. I really like to do, so that, that's good. Um, yeah. Uh, should, should we look um, at your Instagram or something to see when you've posted stuff or your Facebook page? Would that be simpler? Yeah, I'm like I'm my. So I'm, <laughs> that's what I do. I sort of put it on there, and then, I mean I've got a page. I've got I've got a, a Rob Kemp page. Have you got a website as well? Is 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 the robkemp.com out there or something? There is, but I don't own it. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a uh, uh, that I've got a Rob Kemp page that's my co- comedy page and I continually forget that it exists <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always putting I'm always posting about gigs on like my own Twitter and on like Instagram and Facebook and that but I never remember to put it on the page but yes so it's essentially at Robot Kemp is my handle on pretty much every media so uh, it'll be there um, and I imagine if you just search my name, Rob Kemp, you'll find any gigs that are coming up. Um, it would be lovely to see you there. Um, if you are somebody who has wrestled with uh, these sorts of things like I have, then come say hey and let's have a chat and hopefully we'll all feel better going forward. Um, and if and if not, and that's not you, come say hi anyway. <laughs> Is it a bit? Is just anyone to say hello? You've yeah. missed people. It's been it's been uh, it's been, it's been a very isolating year, hasn't it? So let's, it has. Let's, let's get licking each other's faces. Yeah, well, maybe not go that far. Uh, it, uh, we'll 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 get somewhere with that. Rob, always a joy to speak to you. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I look forward it. to catching up with you sooner, hopefully in real life, and maybe even at a show. Yeah, man. Nice to see you. Take it easy. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 630 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 
Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.